I'm Bonnie Roberts of Aspire Coaching, and this is the Momspiration Podcast. I share with you some of the most beautiful language I have found in the words of poets and writers who have influenced me and what I personally have learned from their masterpieces. My mission is to inspire moms because moms then lift and inspire their families and communities. I share these selections for educational purposes only and encourage you to search out more of their work if it resonates with you. Minimize distractions as you listen in full presence to get the most value from this program. Let's dive in. Have you noticed the way young children are always themselves? And they totally own it and revel in it. You can see in their eyes what a joy it is for them just to be. It's tragic the way the light that is in them gets dimmed by people trying to mold them into something else. What strikes me is that humans are the only being in all of creation which can choose not to be themselves. Every plant, every animal, every landscape even, just is what it is and cannot play small or be something or someone else or sabotage their existence. There are animals that hide, yes, but it is also in their nature to do so. Like a rabbit running into its hole when threatened is a very rabbity thing to do. There are animals that mimic other animals, like the amazing, elusive mimic octopus, which can contort its body and even change the colors and patterns of its skin to either blend into its environment or appear to be a different animal altogether. Again, it is in its nature to do this, but animals simply don't have the choice or ability to go against their own natures. That's why it's called nature after all. Humans do have a general human nature, that we can't circumvent easily or for very long, but we can choose to go against our own individual nature, the way we're uniquely made. People do this all the time, either because they've been shamed to see their nature as bad and wrong, or because they're simply unaware of who they are. So they pick a facade and its accompanying mask, and they spend their lives putting on a show. They do this to try to get the belonging they're so desperate for, I don't know whether it's a great mercy or a tragedy, but this can never work. In my marriage, when I thought all I really wanted was just to be loved, I became obsessed with figuring out what kind of person my husband wanted me to be and then doing all that I could to show up that way. It was a doomed strategy because even when he approved of the false me I was presenting, I hated myself for not being authentic. Any approval we get from being who we're not is not just unsatisfying, but actually breaks our own heart. The times that I did reveal my true self, I was so guarded and timid about it that I was actually pushing him away. See me. No, don't see me. And then I'd literally go hide. I still want to hide so many times even now. Sharing what is in and near to my heart through this podcast is scary, and I want to go back to keeping my thoughts and feelings just inside me and play small again. I probably would have quit were it not for the generous feedback from listeners sharing how inspiring these messages have been to them. But overall, I've learned how much more painful it is to hide my light than the occasional vulnerability hangover feeling from putting myself out there and risk making very public mistakes. Today's poem is from Gerard Manley Hopkins, who was a 19th century Jesuit priest. His poetry is absolutely masterful, but he was not discovered as a poet until after his death. He died penniless, feeling like a failure before God. 
This man loved to play with language, painting with the sounds and jamming with the rhythms. He was so happy when he was writing poetry, but he felt torn. He felt like he wasn't supposed to be doing that. He was supposed to write and deliver sermons. He thought that the way he was praising God was wrong, that poetry was frivolous and a distraction from more important work. In reality, he was simply allowing his gift and his love to flow through him in the most natural way, the way that I believe God intended him to, that God created him uniquely for that purpose. In fits of shame, he tragically ended up burning probably half of his writings. How many masterworks have been lost to literature forever? I'd like to share one of his poems now, which was unnamed and undated, but was probably written when he was 33 years old. Notice that the theme of the poem is very abstract, but every noun and symbol he uses is concrete and specific. I think all great poetry does this by focusing on specific, almost intangible imagery, a meaning that cannot be expressed in words rises up behind it. It is through awareness to detail that we finally approach the ineffable. Here is the poem. As kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame. As tumbled over rim in roundy wells, stones ring. Like each tucked string tells, each hung bell's bow swung, finds tongue to fling out broad its name. Each mortal thing does one thing and the same deals out that being indoors each one dwells. Selves goes itself, myself it speaks and spells. What I do is me, for that I came. I say more, the just man justices, finds grace that keeps all his goings graces, acts in God's eye what in God's eye he is, Christ. For Christ plays in ten thousand places, lovely in limb and lovely in eyes not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. End quote. Everything in creation is an exhibit in being itself. Hopkins believed, as many of us do, that Jesus Christ was the creator of the world and all things in it. So all things reveal truths about him. Every piece of art reveals the artist behind it, because that is the creative process. We cannot create from nothing. We create from the essence of who we are. Today's invitation is just to find something to observe. If it's something from nature, what does it reveal about its creator? If it's a piece of artwork or music, what does it reveal about its artist? Then think about something you've created recently. It doesn't have to be art. It can be a meal you prepared for your family, an organized closet, or a silly game to gladden your child's heart. What about you was expressed through that creation? Maynard James Keenan said, life is too short not to create something with every breath you draw. I hope you're discovering the sublime joy of showing up as the magnificent being you are and letting that light shine through everything you create. I hope this program has inspired you and brought a degree of grounded presence to your day. I'd like to thank the poets featured in this episode for the light their words have brought into the world. Consider subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. 
For more information about my coaching programs, visit calledtoaspire.com. Thank you for listening in.